And that's a bit of the beautiful Christmas song from my guest, Julian Austin. It's called Christmas Was Born. Uh, I'll play that song for you in its entirety in just a bit, so stay tuned for that. I got another song, a fun one on the way from Julian. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Uh, Originally from New Brunswick, now living in Calgary, Alberta. My pleasure to welcome the one and only Julian Austin to the show. Hey, Julian. (laughs) Hey, Dave. How's it going, buddy? (laughs) Uh, Hey, you're the the one and only Dave Woods, too. (laughs) I love it. This well, it's so great. I always enjoy chatting with you, Julian, from the first time. And of course, I probably mentioned to you before, but listening to country radio my whole life, of course, I loved hearing your songs on the radio. Um, man, it's great. Great to have you here again. Well, thanks, man. We've we've done a few of these now, you and I, over the years. We have, and, you know, absolutely. And yeah, I always yeah. look forward to the to these interviews with you and uh, chance to chat. I always do. Oh, thank you, Julian. Appreciate that. Likewise, and I know our listeners are going to enjoy uh, the Christmas song coming up from you in just a bit. Christmas was born. Uh, but tell me a bit about this song. Um, you know, uh, you know, I was doing some writing with Kenny Sitter, um, you know, who was part of Joe Hick uh, for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, Chill Billy and that. And Kenny played with me for a number of years. But uh, Kenny and I have also, uh, you know, in the past, written quite a few songs and. I don't know. It was maybe uh, this time of year or, you know, November or something. And he said, hey, do you want to write a Christmas song? I'm like, well, yeah, maybe, I guess. And then he said, well, I got this idea. (laughs) It was snowflakes, uh, you know, um, snowflakes white without a sound. Spread their blanket on the ground, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, kind of. uh, And actually, the melody wasn't there yet. So I put the melody to the the words that he had. And and, uh, that's where it started. And then uh, we we just kept going from there, and of course the song evolved into Christmas was born. So, but it was Kenny Sitter that brought the, uh, <clears throat> the 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 words at the beginning there to to the table, and we just kind of went from there and wrote it. <clears throat> it's amazing how a, how a song starts. Um, obviously, writing as many as you have, you've seen all the different ways to start a song, but it could can be the lyrics. Obviously, could be a melody idea. Any. Um, unusual song ideas or song approaches over the years for you, Julian? Any song come to you in a different form than the normal? Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm sitting on the guitar, I'm, if I'm sitting in my music room and I got the guitar, I mean, I usually just start noodling around with, you know, some, some melodies on the guitar and some chord progressions. And, and if I like it, then I go, hey, well, maybe I'll, okay, what do I want to write about? And I do something like that. I just come up with this this, this one song, um, that I'm, I'm going to be recording and I'm definitely going to be releasing it in the new year. And I've done this a few times in my past where I've actually dreamt the song. Ah, and, and interesting. And it, it, yeah, I'm serious. I have dreamt the song. And so my psychologist in the past, I used to tell him about this. And I said, geez, I wrote a hit song in my sleep and I got no way to retrieve it. And he told me, he said, well, next time that happens, get up and, and log the time and, or the rough time in the day. And then what you do is you get a hip, you know, hypnose, uh, uh, hypnotist to um, you know put you under and you can retrieve the song. But anyways, I never wow. did that. But yeah, 
but about four That's days crazy. ago. Yeah, I know. I was singing this song in my sleep, and um, and I knew, like, as I was sleeping, believe it or not, I knew that okay, I got to somehow wake up and remember this 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 little bit here, and um, and it was it was incredible, man. So, anyways, I got up um, later, and I was able to still remember what what I was singing, and uh, and I played it for <laughs> some of the boys once I I kind of got it you know uh, back on paper from my mind, and so I'm excited to have that as part of a. Uh, a new song in the new year. So that, that's how that one's come to me. But uh, I have amazing. been writing a lot. Yeah. I, was just I know it sounds how crazy, but... Song, <laughs> how much of the song was, uh, you know, in your dream? Um, how much was there of it? The whole song? The part, of the, part of the chorus. Part, part of the chorus. Yeah, part of the chorus and the melody to the chorus. So, the, I mean, the rest I'm, I have to, uh, um, I have to rewrite and come up with because, it, well, mm-hmm. in my dream I was singing the verse, and and I had the melody, <laughs> but I could I can only remember a, a part of the chorus, but also the melody of the chorus. So I was able to save that. So that's yeah, and I played I, it for uh, Craig Morris. Craig loved it. Craig said, "Holy, you know, that's that's a great idea, I and mean, it's a great melody." So we're gonna run with it. Probably Craig and I will write it. I, I've yeah. heard another artist or two before say um, that they they dreamed a song or part of it. So I have heard that uh, once or yeah. twice before. It's really interesting. You never know where it's going to come from. No, no, it, it, yeah, and, and I've done that several times, and I just wish I could have woke up at that time and, and wrote wrote it because uh, wrote down what I was what I was hearing or yeah. dreaming because you know in in your mind as you're sleeping you're going. This is a hit. <laughs> this is you know you can't write one when you're not sleeping, but when you're sleeping you can write a hit. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> you know, hilarious. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. Oh, I've been writing a lot, and uh, I, I love writing again. And um, I just can't wait for some more stuff to uh, to uh, get recorded here in the new year. So you got a little writing boom going on. You're just kind of in a real uh, inspired period right now, Julian. <laughs> Yeah, I really am. Yeah, I really am. And uh, I just, you know, I try I mean, I've been posting stuff on my Facebook pages, um, you know, Julian Austin and the other one, Justin Houston. And I, I posted one there and it's a song we all can relate with. And it's about loss. And, um, you know, a friend of mine uh, about a month ago or so asked me to write a song about a friend of hers that passed away. And I told her, I said, you know, that's something I, I really can't do. Because for me, it has to be something personally, uh, a connection personally, right? And mm-hmm. so anyways, I had this melody and this guitar piece I've been kicking around with for a while. So anyways, I, I was writing a song here uh, a couple of weeks ago and I, um, you know, I just I started writing a song. It's called Every Highway and it's on my Facebook. Um, it's called the Austin Music Vault and I have a bunch of songs on there that I've been writing the new ones in that. So anyways, I started writing a song and it turned into a song that each and every one of us can relate with. And it's about losing people that we love and, um, mm. you know, and people we know and, and, you know, somehow making sense of it all and going on in life. And um, so anyways, I, I, I wrote the song in about a day and I recorded it and I put it on my Facebook page and um, I couldn't believe like within days, it's up to like 9,200 views. So wow. I said to my, yeah, I said to my wife, I said, That's this great. is a song that I am going to record in the new year. And we got, a, we got an amazing, amazing video, um, you know, idea mm. that we're going to use to do this song. And it's going to include a lot of fans and a lot of people. And, uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure you get a copy of that, Dave, and wait till you see the video because it's going to be pretty powerful. 
And it's again, it's something each and every one of us can relate with. And so I'm glad that I've been writing so true. songs like that. Yeah, it's songs like that, as you know, Julian, that uh, they connect us. Um, they offer comfort to a lot of people, of course. Um, and that seems to be most prominent in country music, right? That we have these kind of songs that we listen to and we just kind of feel better because we don't feel as alone. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. There, I mean, I'm a, my, my live show, I mean, I, I've gone back to my rock roots. And, I mean, you know, even the country end of my, my show is, is a lot, is a heavier now. But it's, um, I still love country music dearly. And, uh, but rock, you know, um, for, for um, you know, <laughs> where were we going with this, Dave? <laughs> what did you, uh, I, oh, no, okay, here's what I was going to say. So, <laughs> um, you know, in the country, you know, I love, I love, I love rock, and I, I love putting out yep. my shows, Dylan. And, but, yeah. yeah, in the years I spent in rock, there's not the, the, the uh, how can I put this, the niceness and the, um, you know, the passion that people of country music have. For the music, sure. and you know they're friend they're friendly people you know it's a it's a different animal in country music versus rock yeah. and um yeah and, and they country music fans really they really know how to let you know that you know they love love what you're doing you know and they they support you we're rock yeah. i mean we have fans, but you know they're 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 the way I look at it too they're not as loyal as loyal you know <laughs> Good yeah. way of putting it. um yeah, yeah, country music fans, right? They they take they take it to a whole other level uh, with their dedication and the way they follow you, you know, online and just but follow your career. Um, you mentioned yeah. the name Justin yeah. Houston, and I did see that on your social media sites recently, uh, but I didn't see enough to know the whole story behind it. Obviously, I was thinking, okay, well, that's an alter ego because Austin and Houston, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all yeah. I can think of. But tell me, um, tell me what. A, Tell me about Justin Houston. Who the heck is this? Yeah, exactly. Well, wait till you meet James <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it was just, um, I just wanted another page um, aside from my Julian Austin page. Because Julian Austin is my real name. That's my birth name. A lot of people don't think it is. They think because I was adopted. Well, it sounds Kenny like McPhee. a, yeah, it sounds so great that uh sounds made up almost because it's so perfect. Well, my mom, my mom named me that, you know, I, I am of the Austin clan and the Quigley clan back in New Brunswick. So, I mean, it is my real name. And it's funny that so many of my friends and, or people that I know in country music, I mean, George Canyon, uh, Adam Gregory, Paul Brandt. I mean, there's, um, you know, so, so many that it's not their real names, you know, mm -hmm. that they've, they've, they've come up with a new name for their persona or their, their, their careers where mine is actually Julian Austin is my real name. And uh, a lot of people go, no, it's not, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> actually I was in, I was playing a show in Grand Prairie at the casino here this past weekend. And one of the girls that works at the hotel, I was coming in to, uh, you know, go up the elevator and she said, Hey, Julian. And I said, what? And she says, I know what your real name is. And I go, oh, yeah, here we go. And then I said, what, what do you think it is, Kenny McPhee? And she said, yeah. I said, no, and I had to explain to her that was my adopted name. My mom my mom had to give me up at an early age. And, um, well, when she had me at 16. So, but she, she asked them, if uh, you know, the doctors and, and that, if, if she could name me before she had to give me up. And so she named me Julian Austin. And my adopted dad, 
before his passing, he told me that I was adopted and uh, that I came up upriver from St. John, New Brunswick. And uh, so later on in life, um, I used that name in country music. And of course, I had some local su- uh, success in country music as, as in the early 90s before I got signed with BMG in 96. So before that signing, um, locally, my name and the music took me back to finding my mom and my family in Mento, New Brunswick in 1994. And now we have a beautiful, uh, you know, relationship and it's just been absolutely amazing. So the music, you know, you know, if my father never, or, you know, my adopted dad and my father never told me that, you know, I never would have known, you know, and because of that, I, and then for me to take the name as a country name thinking, Hey, this is a cool country name. Um, it mm-hmm. helped me therefore find my, my family, my birth family. What a story, how the music, uh, brought you back around and, um, incredible. What, what, what well, kind yeah, of impact did if, that have on you fi- finding them again? Oh, it, it was uh, it was uh, overwhelming and, and joyful, and because you know if I would have stayed, you know Kenny McPhee, and I would have stayed in rock because that was my first love. Well, that that never would have been, you know, it never would have made a connection with with anybody, and therefore I never would have found my family. So, but it was a beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, reunion. And um, I'm just so very grateful. And on both sides of the family, you know, just absolutely embraced me on both sides. And um, I, I just been so lucky. And I, you know, I got to spend 18 years with a, one of my brothers before he passed on due to cancer, uh, Mike West. And, um, you know, it was just I'm so glad that I was able to find him when I when I did. And I was able to have those years with him. And I still have those years with the uh, the other brother and, of course, my mom and mm-hmm. my nephews and nieces and, and then cousins and other side. And it's just it's it's amazing. I'm just, you know, it just because I always used to look in the mirror once I knew I was adopted. And I go, whose whose eyes do I have? You know, whose lips, whose, mm-hmm. you know, whose whose reckless out, outlaw side do I have, which <laughs> came from the Quigleys, the Irish side. Right. <laughs> so. Now I know where I get my bags. Yeah. All my uncles and and uh, and whatnot, and uh, on the other side, they were rebels to to no end. You know, they were they were they were bad in a good way, though. They were good. They big hearts, big hearts. Yeah, it, no, it's amazing when you uh, are in that position. Anybody who's been adopted and at that point didn't know, you know, their birth parents. Yeah, you'd want to know all about these things about yourself and where where does it all come from and how much am I like these people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, and for medical reasons, too, Dave, you know, uh, my father that I never. Yeah, like I'm 56 now. And my biological father, who he was I I never got to meet him, but he was still alive um, and he was dying. He had colon cancer. And um, so he didn't want me to see him in that state that he was he was in. But he was very happy, told, you know, mom. You know, I'm so happy that you and Julian had, uh, you know, have found each other. And he goes, I'd love to see him, but I don't want him to see me like this. So, um, you know, and then to learn that he had colon cancer and died at 50, 51. Here I am five years mm. past his, you know, and stuff yeah. like that. And, of course, Mike has re- had renal cell carcinoma, kidney cancer. And, you know, it, it's, you know, you just get to know stuff. And then, you know, if there's diabetes that runs in the family, is there heart disease, you know, is there this and that? So that, oh, for sure. that kind of, yeah. you know, 
uh, kind of uh, helps in a way too. That you know, you understand if <laughs> if you should have similar things. Oh, okay, it's hereditary. Or... Yeah, let's turn to uh, the great song you got out, Christmas Was Born, and we have lots more yep. to talk about, but this will, as here we are in December, and I'll ask you about some Christmas traditions when we come back from the song, uh, but our listeners can enjoy this, and here we are in December, and it's a great time to hear Julian Austin, Christmas Was Born, here on In the Country. Spread their blanket on the ground They've always had a history With Santa Claus and Christmas trees Children's stockings hung with care Hoping old Saint Nick will soon be there Leaving gifts for girls and boys And mom and dad wake up To cheers of joy Yes, it's Christmas Christmas time all around the world. A long time ago in a manger, a little baby was born. And that's why it's Christmas time all around the world. And for that reason, Christmas, Christmas was born. Julian Austin with his uh, beautiful Christmas song Christmas Was Born that he wrote with Kenny Sitter uh, that you all know from Joe Hick. Uh, for you Julian what are some of your uh, Christmas traditions that each year around this time of year of course you start to look forward to? 
I, I look back in my earlier days, you know, when, when, when dad was still with me and, and that's, that's the most memorable times for me personally. Um, you know, mm-hmm. cause it, it was a really happy time for me cause you know, he, he always, he just made Christmas so special. And, and I love the fact, you know, we would put cookies out and, uh, and milk and, um, you know, yeah. and I'd get up the next morning and I'd see the cookies and, you know, two of them were gone and half a glass of milk was gone, you know, or, or a quarter right. of milk left. And, uh, you know, just, we decorated the tree together and, and, uh, you know, the stocking hanging, you know, the, the, the he was a great cook. He's a wonderful cook and, you know, the food and having at the time the grandparents were around and, and whatnot. So it was a nice, um, it was always a nice fun time at, at Christmas, you know? And, um, yeah, but I mean, you know, it, you know, as you get older, Dave, Christmas is about truly about, um, being thankful for what you have and mm-hmm. trying to help those that don't so have as much, you know, that don't have so much. And if you can, uh, if you can give back, I mean, that's what it's about. It's not, you know, it's not about, it's nice to get gifts and all that, but that's not what it's about. And that's what, not what it's not supposed at all. to be about. Yeah. But it's just, you know, a time to reflect and say, hey, you know, this is, this year has been what it has been. And I hope the new year is going to be even better or equally as good. And uh, I'm just yep. glad I'm, you know, we're all here to celebrate another year at Christmas. But I mean, it's, uh, it changes exactly. the world a bit. I mean, not everybody's fortunate enough to um, to have a warm house to to sleep in and live in, and food in their belly, and you know they're out there battling the cold and lonely, and you know it's it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be nice if, if 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 the whole if the whole season of Christmas or the you know the time of Christmas could change the world for everybody. Yeah, because we get in that um, frame of mind around this time of year with wanting to give and the, the love and all that great, wonderful, positive stuff. You're right. If it, if we could take that further into the year, uh, we'd do a lot more good. Oh, for sure. Not just this one small yeah. section of the year, you know, you know, and then after mm-hmm. it's done, you know, you yeah. know, everybody's back to their crabby old, <laughs> I spent too much money over Christmas and you know, you know, and exactly. then there's all the, res- yeah, the, the new year's resolutions that we all break. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't take long for yeah. them to break. Uh, let's reminisce about uh, Little Old Kisses, uh, big song of yours. In fact, the first single went to number one back in, uh, was it 97? You betcha. 97, man. That's that's like, wow, 22 years ago, Dave. I know. Hard to believe. It's uh, it's like sometimes people say, oh, when I think about the 70s, I think it was 20 years ago. Meanwhile, you know, it was a lot more. Time is kind of... Uh, relative, and it doesn't seem that long ago to me, and I'm sure to you. But uh, here was your first single from the from your first album, "What My Heart Already Knows," um, and this thing goes number one. What did that feel like? Besides oh, amazing. Was, yeah, I mean, you know, it was crazy because I, you know, once I fell in love with music and or country music in 1990, um, you know, I just loved that whole new 90s movement in country music. It was just mm-hmm. an awesome time, as you know. And, you know, I started watching Dwight, listening to Dwight Yoakam and, you know, Clint Black and Tracy Lawrence and all that. And, but I always, and I also loved, besides Tracy Lawrence, Dwight Yoakam. So I originally, before I got signed with BMG, I wrote the song and I'm thinking, wow, if I could just get this to Dwight Yoakam, I think this is a song he would like and he would record it. Well, I didn't know how to get a hold of Dwight. And then of course, later on, I, uh, 
I get signed with BMG. So the whole thing, and, and I used to watch CMT in the earlier days all the time. And I was going, wow, I'd love to have a video on CMT. And, and yeah, so getting signed with BMG, of course, um, you know, with that kind of machine behind you, uh, launched me on, on TV and radio. And, you know, when it, when it went number one, I was on the Michelle Wright tour, Chevy Thunder tour. And I was in Calgary playing the I'm Jazz Singer Auditorium when uh, my record company told me that your, your your song Little Kisses just went number one on country music radio and uh, CMT. I was just like, ah, oh. <laughs> I, it's everything I dreamt of, you know, mm-hmm. it's everything I dreamt of, you know, dreaming to do that. And that actually happened. And then also to have, you know, to see it on CMT, you know, constantly yeah, and to hear it on video. radio everywhere you went. And it was played for many years. It just didn't, it just yeah. didn't become a number one and fall off. I mean, that song, that that had some traction for a long time, Dave. And uh, oh, yeah. it was a nice it was a nice feeling, you know. And the same as "Take the Money and Run." I mean, though it's Steve Miller's song, um, that was my second number one that 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 reached on you know CMT and, and Canadian country radio as well. And and of course, I had several top tens. And and of course, uh, the title track, which showed your more sensitive side, what my heart already knows. That's a great ballad. Love that one. Well, thanks, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yep. we all need those, uh, you know, those songs about healing, eh? Or breakup songs yes. or, you know, going through a breakup song. I mean, Journey, the band Journey, man, they were they were the masters <laughs> of that, you know? And, uh, yeah, I like those songs, too. I mean, I, I like the silly songs that I've written. And, uh, you know, so there's a few that I have that were true based on, you know, my past. I am who I am. And uh, there's a few yeah. other ones out there. But, um, you know, and Finding Me and stuff like that. But the... Um, yeah, the um, you know that we do need the we need the sappy ones too to kind of you know <laughs> tug at our heartstrings. For sure, that, that's something else we all we all know about you know breakups and broken hearts yep. and all that stuff too. So, and do you still have the same passion and love for music that you did back then, Julian? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly have. Um, you know, when I'm on stage, it's the it's me and the fans, you know, and the band. You know, and it's that's when I'm when I'm alive. And for a while, I've lost I lost touch of uh, of that. Not so much the fans, but the um, you know the the music for me. I just I didn't know where I wanted to go. You know, you, mm-hmm. one time you're riding high, and the next thing you fall from grace, and then you're you know then you, but you, then you step back, you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not what it's all about. You know, why did you pick up the guitar in the first place? Why why did you write your first song? You know. And then I started going because it was about the music, you know. It was the music that that uh, provided me with work and provided me, you know, with uh, you know the ability to to write songs and perform for the the wonderful Canadian country music fans, you know. Um, well, I mean, the why I say that because I've never had a chance to have the success in the states, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. it's just been a, a great thing. So, anyways, I started to um, rethink, you know, and reevaluate why. I love music, or at least I did, and I started to get it back, and now I have it, you know, more so than I think, you know, years ago, and I'm just, I'm just loving it again, and I'm, my live shows, and just, I love doing the live shows that we do with the band. The fans are great; they're still coming out, they're still digging us, and I just want to be there for them, you know, and uh, I want to do this for as long as I can, Dave. I mean, I don't, I don't want to have to, to not be able to do this and go to work for the man or the woman. You know, as I say, it's not just about working for the man, you know, it's working for the yep. the woman too, you know, and 
and I want to keep this going as long as I can, and because I, I certainly do love it, and and I'm, I'm writing with other people, which is nice, and uh, but I'm really digging, you know, digging the the new songs that I'm working on and the ideas, and it's just it's 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 very therapeutic, you know, it's helped me through some dark times, and uh, and whatnot, and so yeah, my passion is back, you know, tenfold, you know, there's just a there was just a time in in my life where it kind of just got in a wall and. You know, you get feeling sorry for yourself, and I'm oh, like, you know, smart enough, sure. Julian. You got nothing to feel sorry about yourself. You know, just, you know, get get back on the ball. <laughs> Which you know, I've been on a few of them. We go through those yeah. phases, all of us. And you're right. We finally have to have that talk to ourselves, like, okay, get over it, and uh, you know, move on with things, and look at the positive, and obviously, then we get back on track. But yeah, it's easy to stumble along the way, right? And then uh, that's inspiration for songs, right there. Oh, for sure, for sure it is, yeah. And um, I, you know, like I said, you know, I get I get up in the the mornings and I have my coffee, and I go up in the music room and you know, there's the windows that are bright and it's just you know the, I, the my room's inspiring. So I grab one of the acoustic guitars and I'll sit down and I'll say I'll think of an idea or I'll take an idea I've been working on and I'll chisel at it some more or just start you know like I said fresh and and write and the, you know the, the brain's a muscle you know. It's a muscle, and yeah. it, it, but it'll, it's like muscle memory. You know, when you're a bodybuilder, you know, it, it always bounces back. But you mm-hmm. have to exercise it. You have to continue, continually exercise it, and and, and that's what I'm doing. And it's uh, it's really wonderful to to have those creative muses, you know, come back and, and the ideas flow through uh, the brain and not have the uh, the mental block. It's a writer's block that a lot of us get sometimes. That it's it's uh, yeah, it's exactly. flowing now. The taps are open, so I'm taking advantage of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and who are some of uh, your favorite co-writers? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I love to write with Kenny, and then of course Craig Moritz. I mean, uh, I like writing with him. I wrote a couple of nice songs with uh, Mark Lorenz. They're great writers, like they're great lyricists. You know, they really. I'm always been the. I've been a, well. I, I still contribute the lyrics, but I mean, my thing is when I write with a lot of the the, the guys, are, and I've written with some girls that are great too. I didn't mean to you know leave the ladies out, but um, sure. It's just, I'm always, I'm, I'm usually the melody guy. I'm the one that's, uh, I, I'm, I can throw out the melodies pretty good. So, and they usually oh, okay. let me do that. And then we just, we shape it. If we like, the, like where it's going. Then we, we, we all work on the lyrics, but yeah. And it's, um, you know, man, I mean, there's some killer writers out there. I mean, killer, killer writers. And I'm trying oh, to yeah. be more of a, uh, you know, a, a, to think through a song more these days. And, you know, and like I said, you know, I, I like the, I like the cool songs that are fun, um, that are uplifting. And I also want to write songs that have some meat potatoes to it, Dave, you know, that, um, are tangible that people can, you know, go, wow. Like when I wrote that every highway song, I mean, I was crying, <clears throat> literally I was crying when I was reading all the comments from the people that were letting me know how that song has been helping them through some dark times and, and the loss of their brothers or mothers or son. And it was just like comment after comment, after comment, after comment. And my wife said, why are you crying? You know, cause I was reading these comments mm. and I, I really literally broke down and I said, that song I'm going to finish. I'm going, I mean, it's finished, but I'm going in the studio and I'm going to record it and I'm going to do a really, really, really wonderful video that each and every one of us can, can see and, and relate with. And I guarantee you it's going to touch every, each and every one of us. And when I write a song like that, 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 that means that I go, wow, you know, 
that's what for me is writing's about is writing the songs and like little old kisses was fun and you know one of those silly little fun songs but everybody loved it you know it made everybody happy you know yep. and uh this song here you know it, it it helped a lot of people heal you know and you know i released a song on facebook and i read one of the comments and this one guy said julian i can't thank you enough i just lost my brother on sunday you know and here it is oh, wow. you know tuesday you know or something you know and mm-hmm. and he goes, but you, hearing this song that you posted, he goes, I've been following your music for years. He goes, I listened to it, and now it's it's a song I'm going to cherish and keep for forever to remind me of my brother. So you know wow. that that yeah, and it's um, so um, yeah, I'm going to keep writing. You know, I'm going to keep writing. I can't wait for you to hear the hear yeah. the new stuff, Dave. Really. I can't wait to hear it either, Julian. Uh, and with every highway, I mean, to have a song like that, because those don't come along every day. You can't write them every day. And uh, to have a song that has an impact with people like that, as you said, there you are uh, basically brought to tears because this song, is, your song has touched a lot of people and it's doing a lot of good in terms of helping them heal. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. I mean, it even helped That's me heal, you know, because I'm writing and I'm thinking of my brother Mike, right, so... And we said before, you know, in country music, that seems to be, and that is where you get these songs more often, the songs that uh, we listen to that make us feel we're not alone, maybe make us cry in a good way, um, just to get that release, right? So uh, quite something that you were able to do this. When I say every highway, I mean, like I said, if you, you know, if people want to check it out, they, they can go on my Julian Austin page and scroll through the, the, um, the songs, because I've been putting up a lot. Uh, uh, like from the Austin Music Vault, it's called. But the reason I was calling it on the, every highway is because it's a. Um, um, I'm looking for that word that it's. Um, I can't think right now because my ADHD. But it's a. Um, <laughs> it's not an actual highway, but it's a highway in your mind. Or oh, a highway. Like a metaphor. You know. Oh, sorry. Like a metaphor. Yeah, a, a metaphoric ship. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Like it's. Uh, you're. you're you're going to keep driving that highway, though there's going to be some yeah. long, lonely, you know, miles during that drive. You're going to, this person's going to keep driving this highway in their mind until they get back to that person that they've lost, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, yeah, it's yeah. it's the melody of the, of the chorus and the words behind it. And I hope you get a chance, like if you get a chance to go on Facebook, Dave, just scroll down. Yep my um my page there and you'll you'll see the song every highway and um yeah then you can you can hear it for yourself and and get to see what and everybody else i hope everybody else does the same and uh, you know i released a song last year in a video which we shot for uh love train and i think i think it's at six sixty eight hundred views you know and i'm like that's cool you know I just hope people enjoy it, you know, and that's what it's about. But yeah. when I wrote this song yeah, yeah. at every highway and I checked it and it was at like 9,200 views, I'm like, wow, I, I really, I put songs up on my Facebook pages and I don't get that kind of, you know, yeah. um, response. So I know, I know that I've done something right, right in this song. And then plus the comments. So I, I just, I just can't wait to, to, to get this song done and get it out there. Oh Yeah. People will want to hear it even more, the finished version. And uh, like you said, they can head to your Facebook page. If they haven't already done so, and scroll down and uh, check out Julian Austin Facebook page. Uh, you mentioned Love Train. That's a great song. I want to hear more about it. It's so catchy and fun. And I think you wrote this with uh, your good buddy, Craig Moritz, who was on the show recently. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I just had this thing again. It was, I, I like to call them earworms. 
you know, you get those songs that are earworms <laughs> and they, uh, yeah, but I had this, uh, you know, um, uh, girl, I want to love you, want to hold you, want to kiss you. And then, you know, so I had that chorus floating around for a bit and Craig was staying at the house here. And I said, I said, listen, man, no, I want to, I've been working on a little bit more with the, I got some of the verse done. I get the chorus pretty much, yep. you know, kind of where I like it. And so he said, well, play it again. So anyways, and we started working at it at my kitchen table and, um, <laughs> Yeah, we, we just started restructuring everything, you know, and uh, make sure that the chorus was, um, you know, lyrically where we wanted it to be. And then we started working on the, the verses and the bridge. And I actually, when I went in to sing it at MCC Studios in, in Calgary, Craig was uh, coming in there to, you know, support me and everything else. And we, we actually wrote two lines that we didn't have quite finished or we wanted to change. That's what it was. We wanted to change them. So I said, well, right. better hurry up because, you know, we only got, I got so many hours in here staying by the hour <laughs> let's get this thing locked in and we, and we did and uh um yeah and it was gypsies in the wind bandits on the run um you know uh, i can't remember the next one right now but anyway yeah it was, yeah it was it was cool it was a yeah so we we, we did that and uh, i'm very happy i wrote it with them it's a lot of fun it's a great song let's hear it now uh this <clears throat> is a lot of fun it's the love train from julian austin here on in the country
And that's Julian Austin with Love Train here on In the Country. What a great song he wrote with his buddy Craig Moritz. And uh, I gather you guys write, uh, you've written several together so far. You've written a bunch? Yeah, we've written a few. I mean, you know, and but we're nice. going to get serious here and really start writing some more because I've been, I've been playing him lots of my ideas and that I've been coming up with, and he's, uh, he's just loving it. So we just got to get some time here after Christmas. Actually, we're going to, my wife and I are going to, to Craig and Jill's wedding at the end of January, first part of February in, in Mexico. So I'm sure Beautiful. we'll be doing a little writing. Yeah, we'll do a little writing there, you know, amongst drinking some uh, cerveza and tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that. You've got to fit that into your – that's, that's yeah, a given sure. right there, right? That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm working on my, 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 uh, my waiver, my U.S. waiver again. You know, I get them – every so many years and uh so i want to get back down to nashville with craig and uh and tyler whalen oh, great and and do some writing because they, they have some writers down there that are looking forward to uh to meet me and and doing some writing with them too so you know i'll look forward to those trips down there and doing some writing and hopefully we can write something that we can pen i mean so we can write something that we can pitch to um you know some up-and-coming um yeah you know artists or some artists that are already established that'd be nice That'd be pretty cool, Julian, as you mentioned before, with uh, Little Old Kisses. And, of course, we could hear the Dwight Yoakam influence on the song. You mentioned that yeah. that was your inspiration. So so who these days, um, you're you know, talking about pitching to artists, um, is there anybody you think, based on your sound and the way you write, that you would be able to write a song for, a certain style? Like Jason well, yeah, Aldean? Well, well, no, not not so. I mean, I love the guy's music. I mean, I love the attitude in him. Um, you know, like I said, the, the one that I dreamt about, um, that one there, and then I have another one that um, I just don't want to say the titles. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a, it, you know, and these two here, I mean, you know, I listen to it, and, and, and it's kind of like Luke Combs, Jake Owens. Okay. You know, that kind of vibe. I mean, I really like those uh, yeah. those two artists right there. But that's kind of the vibe Luke that Combs these songs is amazing. Oh, I, I just love the guy's stuff, man. I mean, the guy's just, he's on fire, man. Yeah. He's on fire. Yeah, he is. And Jake Owens is great, too. You know what I mean? Great, great sound. and Love. And that, yeah. Yep. Down to the Honky Tonk is one of my favorite recent songs. And, of course, it's Jake Owens. Yeah. Uh, his song, it's a great one. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, one of them I definitely want to record myself. And it'll change up my style a bit. And I, I love that. Something refreshing. Um, or... We'll see how it how it how it sounds when it's all finished and recorded, and maybe I'm going to say, you know what, I want to I want to pitch it, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, so but I, I really like yeah. to uh, get uh, Craig in on uh, on both of those songs and uh, get him to help me write them because he brings a lot to the table, you know. Awesome. Have you had a chance over the years, Julian? I, I know you have with your with your long career to meet uh, your musical heroes and have a chance to chat with them. Anybody stand out over the years that you thought, "Wow, I got to meet this person." Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, when I when I, I we did a show, uh, some tours back in the, the Maritimes with Sammy Kershaw and Aaron Chippen. And myself, we called the Men of Steel tour, and of course, Aaron Tippin and I were chiseled back in those days. Um, I think he <laughs> is still chiseled, <laughs> but Aaron Tippin was definitely one of my, you know, the guys that I wanted to meet back in the the nineties, and I, I did. And he's a super, super nice guy. And of course, I was a big fan of Sammy Kershaw. I met him briefly, but um, um, you know, once I started to understand, you know, when I got into country music, and I really embraced country music of the nineties, but also in the past. 
you know, the Merle Haggards, the George Jones. And I remember I got a chance to open up for two shows with George, one in London and one in Kitchener at Lulu's, old Lulu's, before they tore it down. And uh, right. I remember, yeah, and I just remember the, the place had 3,800 people in it. It was nuts. I, I was on top of the world in Canada at the time. George was just on fire, and he started drinking again. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it, it was great. That, and the, the boys told me, he said, when he gets up and does rocking chair, you get up and do – now you remember when they were when they did that on uh, there was uh, Travis Tritt and Clint Black and Susie Boggess and everything. So when he goes, I don't need your rocking chair, yep. you know, and then they would answer him, right? Well, they told Jared me to get up on stage. Medicare. Yes. So he, he George, they said get up on stage and you you do the answering to everything he says. So I said, oh, okay, I just finished reading his book. I said I hope he doesn't come over and knock me out. So they said, no, no, you you you'll be fine. So when he came out and he was singing the song, and then I started doing the Travis Tritt, you know, imitation and doing the Alan Jackson and the Clint Black and all that stuff. And then I remember him kind of looking over at me, and he was digging it, right? He was like, okay, this kid's okay. And so I got to sing <laughs> with George Jones, and, and after that That's he – That's amazing. He, yeah, he walked towards me on stage, and I was walking towards him, and he grabbed my hand, and he shook it, and, you know, and just uh, – Looked at my big arms and through his black shades, and I, I, he was thinking I could still take you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, I, I've opened up for Alabama, and I, I, of course, I liked Alabama, and I got the party with Teddy Gentry, the bass player, um, oh, nice. you know, in Hamilton, Ontario, and I met Randy Owen, and you know, I mean, that that was great too. Yeah. I did like, um, I really did love Alabama, and, and there was Brooks and Dunn. Me too. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great, great, great songs. I mean, they were just, a, they were a great band, man. They were, you know. Oh, man. I mean, you know, Mountain Music and, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, remember um, Roll On? That was another great one. Roll On 18 Wheeler. Uh, Roll On. Yeah. Oh. If you're going to play in Texas, great gonna, story you know. song. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's uh, Lady Down I mean, uh, the, yeah, Closer You Get. Closer You Get. Yeah. Oh, Further I fall, I'll be over the edge now. No time at all. Yep. Great song. Yeah, I'm serenading you. I'm serenading. (laughs) Everybody's going to go serenade. (laughs) Julian was serenading Dave. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be the headline. No, you know, and then there was there was people that I, I you know, uh, Rick Emmett from Triumph, Kim Mitchell. Yeah. I used to have a great relationship with Miles Goodwin of April Wine at one time. Poor business got in the way. Nice. But you know, I mean, uh, these are people that I idolize in the in the days of rock that I've gotten a chance to meet yeah. and hang out with and write with, and so I mean that that was cool too. So I mean, you know, you know, my career has definitely taken me, uh, you know, in places where I've. Um, you know, never thought I'd ever play and, and meeting people I never thought I'd ever meet, you know. But my favorites, my favorite was is always going overseas, Dave, to uh, play yeah. not only for our Canadian forces in in, uh, in Afghanistan, you know, several times with other proud Canadians, um, Bosnia, Alert, Fort Lewis, and Tacoma, Washington. But, you know, to go over and play for the NATO families, you know, the Canadian forces, the Americans, the British you know, everybody else that's underneath, uh, under the uh, the NATO f- flag, you know, that family, it's always, that's probably be my most rewarding moments, you know, in my lifetime that mm-hmm. I will, wow. I will cherish forever. I mean, that's the most meaningful, not, not the gold album, you know, that I have, not the awards, the accolades, blah, blah, you know, it's, that to me has changed my life going over there. For, for the men and women that sacrifice so much away from their families, man. Um, 
you know, it's 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 moved me in ways I can't even, you know, I can't even describe in words. But I mean, I will go anywhere, anytime, you know, for for those that wear the uniform for the better of mankind. I don't care if it's danger, dangerous or not. I'll, I would go there if I was asked again because it's truly, truly um, a life changing experience. And uh, that that's where I'm really glad that my music was able to take me. And I, you know, my dad was a, a, a second world war two veteran, world war two veteran and, you know, combat medic. And, you know, he seen me going down a troubled road and he said, you know what, you should join the army um, or before join the army, do something with your life before you end up dead or you end up in jail. Cause I can see both. And he passed away in November 15th, four days after Remembrance Day in 1982. And then June of 1983, I was going to jail for my first time, you know. So I know my dad would be very proud of me to know that I've, you know, what I've done with my life since my incarceration days. And, uh, and that also that I've, I've gone to places to, to perform for, for those that serve and our veterans too. I mean, our veterans here in Canada, I always do as much as I can for our veterans and wherever I'm asked to, to help out, I always, you know, I'm there. So, I mean, I think you'd be very proud of that. Absolutely. It's pretty amazing that you do that and that you can do that um, and giving back, you know, so much more than the music. Uh, Julian, I want to thank you. As always, a great uh, time chatting. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much, Julian. No, thank you, Dave. I mean, it's you do so much for for the artist in the industry and uh and I'm just I'm one of the 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 grateful that you've um you know keep asking us to 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 come on your show and and talk about what we're doing and and that you uh you're very interested and and you love what we do. Yeah. And I also want to wish you and, and yours a very very merry Christmas, my friend. Thank you, Julian. That uh, means so much to me. I appreciate that and uh merry Christmas to you and yours as well and a great uh holiday season and a new year on the way with so many great opportunities. Uh, We'll talk again in 2020, Julian, and uh, thank you so much again for being here. You betcha, Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much. Awesome. Once again, my guest has been Julian Austin. Be sure this Christmas season to play uh, his beautiful song, Christmas Was Born. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.